It's the day after Eastleigh, and the fleet came away with a point. But could it have been more? Hello, I'm Dave Lockwood, and you're listening to the Fleet Review Live. Welcome along to this uh, edition of Fleet Review Live. Almost, we put that in brackets because we're live when we're recording it. Uh, with me, Dave Lockwood, uh, currently is um, Lord Chaz, Charles Webster and uh, Ed Miller from uh, Ebsleet's EUFC official. Morning, chaps. Morning. You were both there yesterday down at, uh, down at Eastleigh and um, I, I suspect deflated at the end is um, an understatement. I think deflated um, after the second penalty miss um, and at the end of it, puzzled and bemused almost, you know, how we didn't win it. Um, we were given the opportunities, uh, as well as Alex Reed hitting uh, the crossbar with a lob over the keeper, um, and we didn't uh, have that killer instinct. Um, and I think everybody's still wondering why Miles Weston didn't grab the ball and take the first penalty. Yeah, I... That was a strange one, Ed, um, Josh grabbing the ball. But you know, saying that, he, he would back himself to put the ball in the back of the net. That's why he's grabbed it. Yeah, I think in, as in you'll hear in the interview with Kevin Watson later, he sort of said, you know, in the pitch 20 seconds, um, in his own mind, he'd won the penalty um, and he had the right in his own mind to take it and he was big enough to step up and, and do so. Um, but then other players, you know, if they've been on the pitch, however many minutes it was, 70 they should have stepped up to the plate and said, look, I'll take it. So there was sort of no one on the pitch saying to Josh, no, we're taking it. It was up to Josh and he took it and uh, unfortunately put it where he put it. Yeah, it, it went flying over, didn't it? It, did. it wasn't it was, good. Uh, quite high into the stands. All ah, right, OK, that's good stuff. So second penalty, it was Alfie Egan through on goal and pulled back, wasn't he? Uh, I don't know if he was through on goal, but he was in the penalty area and it was a, a rather reckless challenge uh, by the fullback that got himself a red card. And uh, it was almost disbelief, certainly amongst us, that we got a second chance to atone for the first miss. Uh, and then Frankie Sutherland is usually so sure-footed from the penalty spot as he was with Bromley. Um, well, he had two bites and the goalkeeper saved both of them. Yeah, were they... Um... Yeah. Go on, Ed. Yeah, sorry, I think, um, yeah, I was, like Chaz, I was surprised to get the second penalty, not because it wasn't the Stonewall penalty, but you just so rarely see referees give them in that that close together. And um, I, thought, I thought Egan was going to score because he sort of miscontrolled it, as far as I recall, when the ball came across to him. And then he only, he only had the goal to aim at and the guy took him out. Um, and I'd have called for Frankie Sutherland to take the first one, so I had no issue with him taking the second one, especially with his record at Bromley. But unfortunately, the keeper got down close to it and, and pushed it away. I, ironically, um, uh, Alfie and Frankie didn't have their best games yesterday. Um, and I was surprised when the double substitution was made, when Gozzi and Alex went off, that Frankie and Alfie stayed on. Um, and one wonders what would have happened if one of them had gone off and either Gozzi or Alex had stayed on the pitch. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it, that uh, hindsight is a great thing, isn't it? Yeah, but we did say at the time, surely Miles Weston, who's in the form of his life, you know, I would, I would back him to score a penalty over anybody else apart from maybe Gozzi in the side. Yeah. And Gozzi wasn't on the pitch. 
Well, that's something that uh, obviously we'll, we'll ponder over the next uh, couple of weeks as to, to why that happened. But let's hear now from Kev Watson after the game and hear his opinions. Yeah, easily won, absolute one. Kevin, that was a game that should have been won in the second half. Um, I, I thought we were outstanding, uh, especially in the second half. Um, we have done more than enough to win that game. And we just said... Um, our performance was outstanding. Um, we've just said nobody misses penalties on purpose. Um, but it's a it's a game, in all honesty, based on how we played in the second half. But we're disappointed. We're, we're very, very disappointed. We've not won that game of football. I'm extremely proud of them. It's been a tough week. Um, Reading at the crossbar as well. So we're getting to a point now where. You know, we've come away to easy, a difficult place, and you know, no one would have complained if we'd have won that game three or four one. Uh, penalties aside, um, it was an outstanding second half. First half was pretty good. You took an early lead after four minutes, and for the first half an hour, you looked as though you you were going to go on and win the game. Yeah, we're disappointed with a goal. I'll have to watch it back. Um, it looked miles offside, but I'll have to see. Um, if it was, it was bad decision if it wasn't it's poor defendants I'll have to have a look at that um, it's, it's, it's gutting it's gutting that we have not come away with three points it's a it's another point to get towards where we need to go um, we're looking more solid the last couple of games going to a back four um, but listen I'm, I'm lost for words really can, can I ask about the penalties though obviously two were awarded two were missed in 16 minutes did you have, obviously, Gozi Ugwood being substituted? I guess he may have been the designated penalty he, taker. He would have been. Gozi would have been the penalty taker or would have taken the penalties. Um, however, Josh has come on, got the penalty. Um, was it the right decision that he's taken it 20 seconds after coming on? He will probably feel that he's earned the, earned the penalty and earned the right to take it. Um, and then Frankie scored 11 out of 11 for Bromley last year, apparently, so you don't expect him to miss. Uh, was there a case for Miles Weston to have taken it? There was, such a rich vein of there was every case for Miles Weston to take it. And I would like people to step up to the plate. If it was me personally, I, I would have said, Josh, you've only been on the pitch 20 seconds. You've had one touch of the ball and been dragged over. Take ownership of it, the rest of the players. And that, was, that I was disappointed with. Nobody, as I say, nobody misses penalties on purpose. I thought that was a bad decision. Um, nothing to do with Josh's ability, but when you come on, you've you've had one touch. You know, you're not even into the game yet. Um, so I thought someone else should have taken the first penalty, yes. But Frankie took ownership of the second, looked confident. As I say, no one misses penalties on purpose, but we only have ourselves to blame for not winning the game in what was a very, very good display. The players must be feeling quite... Um disconsolate at the moment deflated they're in there deflated but you know the positives out of it are that all of a sudden now I think it's one defeat in eight yes there's a lot of draws but we're still picking up points we're still picking up points and moving and the scoreboard's ticking along but it's deflating when you come to a place like Eastleigh um, who are notoriously good at home and you play like that in a manner that you should score three or four goals as I say forget the penalties we've played superbly well today so to not come away with a win is deflating but I've just said in there you know 
we are now disappointed coming to Eastleigh and not winning the game. That's how much we're improving. Next week, little sojourn into the FA Trophy. Yep. Um, that's a tricky tie at Enfield, isn't it? Yes, and these players will be made fully aware that Enfield Town are a decent team. Um, it doesn't matter who you play. If you're not on your game, 11 v 11, two leagues below, doesn't matter to me. We have got to be on it. There'll be teams from our league next week that probably get knocked out. We've got to make sure we're not one of those. And you could do with a win, apart from anything else, yeah. but winning becomes a habit, doesn't it? It certainly does. It certainly does, yeah. Um, I said the last two games, we've conceded two goals. Um, there was a point in the season where that was becoming quite a bit more. So I know we're always going to create chances and score goals. Um, the, the issue has been keeping them out of the other end. But I think you could see today we look pretty solid. I've got, I've got good players. I need to add to it. I need to add good players as well. Um, so we'll see if that becomes available today. Was the system today d uh, determined by the players you had available? Yes. Because the, the back four seemed to work pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like playing a, a back three, but games were becoming like a basketball match. You attack, we attack. We looked a bit loose doing it. Um, so my thoughts behind it are, can we be more solid? We're still always going to create chances. Um, I said to Westy at the start of the game, um, I basically said, go where, go and play where you want. I, I knew that uh, Eastley would play three in the middle of the pitch, which they did. So I matched those up, put a back four in, had my front two, and I said to Westy, go and play where you like. He did, got his goal, and then I went to a, a four, four, two. Um, just because their wing-backs were getting a little bit too much time out on, out on the sides of the pitch. Um, but the shape looked good, second half. And as I say, we looked, we looked a real threat going forward. Uh, I, I guess, you know, if, if good players become available and you can bring them in, you're going to do that. But, but looking from the sidelines, it seems that maybe one of the areas we could do with some help is a ball winner in midfield um, to, to shut down where the threat's coming from. I know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so yeah. If you could get your boots out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I could never tackle, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been me. But yeah, we, we know where we need to identify. Um, that is something that we are looking at. I have tried the uh, said type of player. Um, unfortunately, the said type of player um, turned us down. Because so, that, that would also help out the defence, wouldn't it? Of course, of course, yeah, of course. We've got good footballers. Um, we know we've got good footballers, but sometimes you need that someone to just be in there, take their deficiencies with the ball, just to be a block. Um, to get, to so. get in the way, make tackles and give it to your players that can play. As I say, I did try. Um, the problem you have is that we are down the bottom of the division um, and it's getting the players, the right players who want to come to our club, which is the difficult thing to, to get them to do. But we're working with what we've got. I think the boys are improving. Um, I tell them to play with a smile on their face, work hard, um, and they're certainly doing it. Something positive this afternoon, John Goddard out there before the game doing a bit of light training. Well, he will be like a, a new signing for us. He will be back and available, I would imagine, within a week or two weeks, which will be fantastic for us. Um, exactly the sort of type of player that we could do with as well, as, as well as your ball winning midfielder. Um, but he'll be, he'll be great for us, I'm sure he will. Well, good luck next week. Thanks, mate. Commiserations on this afternoon, but it, it was a thrilling game to watch in the second half. Uh, but uh, maybe a bit of penalty practice in midweek? Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, most certainly. I mean, it, it does say a lot that you now you come into a place like Eastleigh and, and you're very disappointed with, with only drawing the game. It shows we're making inroads to, to where we want to go and to what we want to do. Well, good luck next week at Enfield and uh, in the rest of the league program. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Kevin. So there you go. That's the opinions of Kev Watson after the game. Um, it sounded um, a little bit deflated there, guys. Um, yeah, he was. I mean, he was like, all, all words beginning with D, deflated, disappointing. I think that covered them all. Um, and he did say, you know, to us afterwards, he'd be quite happy to come on and discuss it on the on the podcast with us afterwards. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a future guest for you, Dave. Oh, great. Somebody else to add to the line to get them to drop out and um, uh, everything like that. I would have fun editing this one this morning. Uh, so, yeah, well, well, Kev, you're more than welcome. Uh, do you know what? We'll have to get him, we'll have to do it live in a cafe or something like that with bacon and eggs. Uh, well, Don't the, do it at uh, Eastleigh again because they had a huge hair drying machine, as you probably heard on that yeah. audio, and you could barely hear him over the top of it. Yeah. We, we, we did check out, or I did check out the Perry Street Cafe uh, the other day. I didn't dine in there, but I think that you know, uh, it's somewhere that Phil knows very well. We could always go there, but I think Kevin lives um, sort of over Essex Way, and it may be a bit of a stretch to get him in. I would have to do it on a Saturday morning then, before before the game, and, and, and chat to him then. That might be an idea, mightn't it? We could do it at the ground. Uh, yeah, but if we did that, we wouldn't have the match to talk about. No, we wouldn't do. But uh, Chaz, Chaz, you know, logistics, logistics. <laughs> yeah, logistics. Wasn't that an advert once? There we are. Um, so. Uh, where does it leave us? It leaves us third off bottom. At least other teams failed to pick up points. Only scraped points yesterday. Chesterfield getting the win. Uh, sorry, getting a, a, a last-minute loss against Bromley. Um, Wrexham winning yesterday. Uh, one stage, everybody was winning, including us. And it was one of those things, oh, we're winning, but we're still bottom of the table. It's, uh, it's a weird old league down at the bottom at the moment, isn't it, chaps? What's very strange is that every week before the game, I do some research, believe it or not, and um, <laughs> I, I look at the form guide. Yeah. And nearly every week, our form is better than the side we're playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but invariably, uh, against us, uh, it doesn't quite work out. Um, you know, we're, we're chugging along. We're picking up a point here and a point there. Um, but, uh, you know, will it be enough at the end of the season? A lot of it's going to depend on other sides uh, imploding. And we all know, and we were talking about it last week, there's at least one every season, if not two, uh, that drop like a stone. And, you know, we've got to pick up points wherever we can and hope that we can capitalise on other people's misfortune. I said last time, I think we need around about 30 points, so 10 wins, so 29 to go, you know, still, still... Probably 10 wins to go still, guys. So a tough period coming up for the team. Obviously, the FA Trophy next week, chaps, and uh, a week off. But then the, the busy Christmas period really do need to start picking up a lot of wins, don't we? Yeah, I mean, you said just then about sort of needing 30 more points. I think when you sort of get a points, you're trying to mass the points in your head, it's very difficult because you think, God, that sounds a lot for a, a team in relegation form. So I like to look at it that we just keep in touch with the teams above us. Um, and if we can keep in touch with 20th place, 19th place towards the end of the season, then, then that's the goal rather than a set number of points. Obviously, the, the form over the last few seasons is that you do have to have that set number of points. But I just like to focus on the position as, and as long as that's in view. Um, then we're still in the game. Yeah, true. Ed, uh, thanks, Ed. Uh, Chaz, same opinion? Yeah, I mean, Ed's absolutely right. It's it's relative, and it's relative to what other sides are doing. Um, you know, we can say, you know, give ourselves a target of 50, and it may not be enough. You know, who knows? I don't know. Um, 
but it it's all depends on what other sides do and what we do to them. I mean, we've got Woking coming to Stonebridge Road. Um, that's going to be tough. How they're still up there, I, I, I just don't know. Um, yeah, on Boxing Day, we've got a trip to Dagenham, and that really is a battle for survival. And then we've got Dover coming to Stonebridge Road, and they're away form sensational, even though at home, they're, I think they've only got two wins like we have. Um, so, you know, those two games coming up are going to be extraordinarily important. Um, but if we can nick something off of Woking, I mean, they're not uh, a danger to us in terms of um, we've got to overhaul them because they're at the other end of the table. But yeah. we, we've already beaten them this season at their pl- uh, Sorry, we drew at their place in the league and then we had the two uh, cup games against them. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, should we get points against them? I think we could. Um, but, you know, December, it's, it's going to be a breathtaking month uh, and, it, and it could see us heading in the right direction or it could see us stranded at the bottom. It could indeed, it could indeed. You caught up with uh, Jamie Grimes after the game yesterday, Chaz. Uh, was he in good form? He was in good form. I think, like all the players, there, there was a certain amount of incredulity. Um, and, uh, you know, Jamie, I think, uh, looked quite comfortable yesterday at left-back in, in a flat-back four. Um and, you know, Kevin admitted in his interview that, you know, he went with a system that suited the players available. Um, and, you know, Jamie expressed sort of the, the players' view that, um, you know, they, they, they think, you know, they're going in the right direction, they're enjoying life under Kevin, and a point that Eastley is never to be sniffed at. No, that's true, that's true. Right, let's hear from Jamie Grimes uh, after the match yesterday talking to Chaz. Yeah, what a mad game that was. Yeah, it was... Uh well, madness. We've, uh, yeah, it was a it was a mad game. It's uh, very end to end second half, but we're very disappointed to come away with just a draw. Um, but the, the first half, you got the goal after only four minutes, and you looked fairly comfortable for half an hour. Yeah, we did. We started playing some good football. Uh, we did say about them playing three at the back with, a, with their wing backs that we could um, overload them outside, um, and we did that to be fair. And then. I think the goal was a little bit against the run of play and it took the stuffing out of us and uh, in the end, like, like you say, we're disappointed to come over the draw. Up, up on the uh, terraces, it looked as though the, the equaliser came from an offside position. As we felt exactly the same on the pitch. We couldn't understand how he's not uh, how he's not give it, but uh, we'll have to watch it back and see. I mean, it wasn't one of those marginal ones. It was like it was so far offside, people couldn't believe it. It's a, it's a strange one. Um, obviously, the Lino's seen something that we haven't. Um, but like until we've seen the video, we can't can't uh, say anything about the linesman. So in second half, two guilt-edged opportunities to put the game in the fleet's favour. Well, there were three actually because Alex Reed hit the crossbar uh, with a lob over the goalkeeper, and then two penalties that, that well, one was sent over the bar and the other one was saved by the keeper. Yeah, like we said, we say in the dressing room, we're never going to get a better chance to win a game away from home. Uh, but these things happen. The lads have stu- uh, stood up to take the penalty. It's a brave thing to do uh, when you need to win. And these things happen. You, you miss penalties. What um, we were impressed with, to be fair, at the end was that we did dig in from the set pieces at the end to, to not let them score. Um, but So we'll take a point away from home. And the manager are. said that uh, the players were pretty disappointed in the dressing room that to come away from Eastleigh with only a point... It, it shows it shows where we are with our performances now and our expectations. We've um, we've come a long way uh, under the gaffer, um, and we expect to come here and win. And you can see the disappointment with us when we when we do draw. We're disappointed because uh, we feel like we should be winning games the way we're playing and and the belief that's in the squad now. And next week FA Trophy, little joint up to win for you. That'll be. 
that'll be another difficult game. It will be. Any any team that gets to this stage is is is, is done well. Um, but like I say, it'd be a nice to take the little take our minds off the league and um, go and enjoy the game and hopefully get through to the next round. And then come back for a big Christmas on the pitch anyway. Yeah, yeah, massive Christmas. Yeah, massive. It always is at any any level. If you can have a good Christmas period and string some results together, it can change your season. So we'll be eyes eyes on the ball for that. Well, after today, I'm beaten in December. Not bad, eh? That's a good start, isn't it? Take that. Yeah. Cheers, Jamie. Thanks Cheers. A lot. Thank you. Thanks for that, Chaz. Uh, so next week, looking forward, we have FA Trophy action, Enfield Town, and uh, it could be a banana skin for us, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a new ground. They're doing... Well, actually, their form has tailed off a little bit. They lost 4-0 at home to... Was it Bowers and Pitsy yesterday? Did they? Um, but All right. Yeah, up to that point, I think they'd only they'd only lost two games and uh, they'd beaten Malden and Tiptree, who I think they're the only team to have beaten them recently. So, yeah, it is a potential banana skin. People will say it's two divisions, but actually it's a team at the top of one division and a team at the bottom of the other. So the, probably the gulf isn't going to be that big. Um, and they've got some bright young strikers as well who have scored... I think one of them's got... 14, 15 goals, the other's got nine, and the other one's Billy Bricknell, as we all know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Lots to play for, I think. Something, uh, Billy, is he there to, you know, uh, Billy is a, 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 a character uh, down at Stonebridge Road. Um, one that will come back and haunt us, Chaz, or not? Uh, oh, I think so. I think it's um, the script is written for Billy. I, l- I like Billy a lot. Nice bloke. Um, he always reminded me of Matt Godden, um, but sort of Matt Godden light. He, he didn't quite have uh, the same attributes as Matt, but he played in a similar style. And there are some people at Stonebridge Road who, you know, have got fond memories of um, Billy Shots sailing uh, onto the uh, advertising boards at the top of the Swanscombe End or, or into the stand and or into the car park. Uh, and they used to use words like uh, banjo, door, barn hit couldn't um but i like billy all all good movement um an eye for goal a good a good fox in the box if if he's given half a chance um but he needs a lot of chances to convert one so don't give him too many chances and uh you know we might be able to nullify the the billy effect fingers crossed uh, right Chaz we'll leave it with uh, you there because you've got to shoot off and um, uh, sell your bookcase haven't you well I never got round to it last week it no. didn't quite come through but we've got um, uh, I'm, I'm doing this house move and um, there's bits and pieces that uh, are being sold and today's bookcase day and wicker basket day there's wicker. a whole pile of that yeah uh, people buy them for weddings really believe it or not yeah they do yeah, yeah it's amazing okay um, but of course, it's a big well, week coming up this week. <laughs> big, big. Is, is it, this is like um, Fleet Bay. Fleet um, Bay. Um, <laughs> we've had eBay, we've had Face Bay, now we've got Fleet Bay. Um, <laughs> but we've got a big week coming up with the election, and we don't want to go political. No. Uh, but there's an even bigger event, which is my birthday this week. Is it really? And the uh, Radio Kent Sports Hub Christmas Curry. So uh, um, I've got a lot to get through before we get to the Enfield game. Have you got your Christmas? What day you got your Christmas curry on, Chaz? Thursday night. Thursday night. I've got my work Christmas party on Friday night. So have I won't, you? I won't be at Enfield. Let's see. Well, that. I'll be I'll be in a ditch alongside <laughs> Boris Johnson in Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> I'm not going there.
<laughs> I will not mention that man's name, um, Mr. Defeffel. Let's say, uh, okay. That's why Defeffel Yes, Whiffwaff indeed. Cheers, Chess. Hope your bookcase selling goes well, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time because we won't have a pod next week because I'm not here next Sunday. He's gone. There we are. He's gone. Right. No, there you go. <laughs> he's put that literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Just wait. Oh, no, he's back. He's, we'll leave this bit in. See, listener, it drops in and drops out, and we thought Chaz had just left us. Are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, you haven't gone yet then. So what can I talk left. about now? Not a lot. We're waiting for Phil to join us, but he's, he's not joined us yet. So, um, uh, I mean, I've got 20 Phil minutes. Got I can... a vlog on here. Anything else? Uh, I've got very, very nice solid wood coffee table and a nest of solid wood uh, tables. Where, where do you advertise um, these? Well, uh, it depends. If it's a collectible thing, like um, uh, a book of poems by Phil Linnett signed uh, to, to me, that goes on eBay. All right. Okay. Um, but Why if are it's, you selling that? That's a personal memento. Don't sell it. I've got no need for it. I've got no need for it. I thought you were going I to mean, say a book of poems by Phil Moss then for a minute. Yeah, yeah well, that's a another thin, thing altogether. <laughs> a very thin volume. And, and, and the poems don't, don't rhyme either. Um, okay. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there's all sorts. Of, I mean, I've got my Marillion stuff as well, Dave. Oh, that's got oh, go. oh, okay. I, I did, yeah, I want dibs on that. Have a look at what you've got there. Yeah. I'm, do, do, I'm partial oh. to a little bit of uh, Marillion, it has to say. He says he's going to uh, join us now, by the way. Who is? Mr. Moss is joining us. So we've got oh, is keep, he? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to keep the comments down. Okay. Yeah. We've got to leave this in the podcast as well. because No, don't. don't. Leave. No, no. no, no, no. Do. Yes, do. No, yeah. don't. No. 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 It's no. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's, yeah. it's real life, Chaz. It's real life. There we are. No. Yeah. Is Kevin, Watson, Kevin Watson will uh, uh, rescind his invitation um, to come on. Well, he is, Phil. Yeah, he will do. Morning, Phil. Hello. He's here. Right, okay. So we've talked about the game yesterday. You weren't there. I wasn't there. We were both supposed to be there, but unfortunately, circumstances prevented us getting there. I wasn't in blue water. I know. How did it it sound? How did it sound listening at home? Because we never know. Frustrating. I was working, so I couldn't even listen to it. That was the first one, it felt. What? Working? (laughs) (laughs) Or listening? (laughs) Sorry like that. Yeah, both. Let's just go with both. Yeah, go with both. Right. Uh, we're going to quickly catch up now, talk about um, other things in football. Um, talk about stuff that happened last night. I don't know if you saw the game, at, and I know this is a, a fleet podcast, but it affects us all because obviously the club have had the, 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 a fine from the FA for, for things being in pitch invasions and things like that. And uh, last night, I don't know if you saw it, the, the game between United and City, it's uh, the Etihad, and there was a guy making a monkey gesture towards Fred. Sterling watching his own player and that guy was there and it was so obvious. And what the hell is wrong with people? What the hell is wrong with football fans thinking that's acceptable? Maybe it wasn't a monkey gesture. Maybe that's the bloke's natural behaviour. You know, maybe he's a monkey. Well, I mean, it's Neanderthal. It is Neanderthal. You know, maybe the bloke hasn't evolved um, and he's been left behind in a... Uh, some kind of bizarre time warp. I mean, bonkers. Yeah, it, it, it just... Well, it was, it was upsetting to see this happening in the 21st century. I thought we'd got past that. And then these individuals coming out of the woodwork and doing... In front of his own player, though, in front of Sterling, and he's making this gesture towards Fred, 
who is, you know, two black players. What the hell is wrong with them? There you go. I mean, at the moment, the Rainbow Laces campaign is going on with the Premier League and football, which is to be thoroughly, thoroughly applauded that they're, they're, they're making this stand. But again, Phil, you know, where, where are we going with things like that? Why do we have to make stands about these things when in life it's acceptable, but football, it just seems it's that 30 years behind the rest of the country? Yeah, I mean, the Rainbow Laces campaign is, is, I'm so pleased that it's got off the ground and got the support that it has, but it doesn't get mentioned during the game. Sky's coverage of the Premier League has been emblazoned with the rainbow flag all weekend, but they don't mention why there's a rainbow flag there. There's no mention of it. It just says, here's, you know, here's, a, here's a nice graphic. Um, every time Tottenham scored yesterday, um, it was all over the goal um, billboards at, at the new lane. And again, there's no sort of mention of why this is going on. Maybe there's stuff in match day programmes. Maybe there's announcements at the game. I don't know. Um, going back to the, the racism um, incident at the Etihad, um, fair play to Gary Neville for calling it out immediately in commentary um, and Martin Tyler backing him up. And then and they talked about it in the studio afterwards. But then, match to the day, the BBC didn't include it in the highlights, inverted commas, highlights of the, of the game. They did mention it briefly afterwards, um, but they pixelated the guy's face out. I mean... It's it, it's ridiculous. Something happened at Forest Green versus Gunthorpe yesterday. The match stopped because of um, allegations of racism and they had to make an Tannoy announcement. I mean, as you rightly said, Dave, this is the 21st century, not the 19th or the 18th century. Um, and there's something fundamentally wrong about society. We've become polarised. Gary Lineker said it. We've become polarised in the last three years. Um, conversations that go on about politics are so... Um, binary now it's hate against hate um, and I don't think it's serving us or the country any good very true very true but isn't it a bigger issue that people go to a football ground and for some reason they feel entitled to do things that they wouldn't do if they were standing in in I don't know Morrison's or somewhere Uh, you know we 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 have the, the racism thing you know, and Phil, we had the discussion a couple of weeks ago about people, you know, barracking players and, you know, the abuse of players of, of all colours, you know, that they get, you know, verbal abuse and, and stick. You know, it, the, 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 it, it, it's just that people walk into a football ground and they seem entitled, you know, I've paid me money and I'll say and do what I want. And that's not the case. Yeah, people have to understand there are consequences. There's no excuse to just go in a football ground and do that sort of thing. Um, I mean, this guy has been identified on Twitter now. He's been outed. His employers have been copied in, and they have actually responded with a "We're looking into this incident." So, so people, I, I don't know what the mindset is to go in there and get your one second of glory and and risk it all on live television by ruining your life as well. I mean, it's just pathetic it's ridiculous behavior but i think that you know there is a still a fundamental um racist element to this country you only have to go into any pub on a saturday night and you will hear comments being made by some people and a group of lads particularly um and no one will challenge what one of them has said they'll just think it's banter and so i, I read somewhere on twitter yesterday that they're saying that because it was a 5:20 kickoff that's the reason why this guy did it because he'd been in the pub all afternoon well <laughs> that's hardly an excuse but then again maybe having a few pints um unleashes the real person within him quite possibly quite possibly yeah it's it's 
is something at the moment. But that guy right in front of the cameras, he's in the corner. How does he not think he's not going to be seen doing something like that? That that really is. But okay, chat. But interestingly, interest. But interestingly, oh. that's exactly the same place that those Chelsea fans were when they abused um, Sterling. So <clears throat> maybe there's something about people who sit near corner flags. Thoroughly depressing. Let's uh, leave that there now. Phil, um, we've spoken about the game earlier, but uh, let's uh, let's get your reaction to uh, to the draw at Eastleigh yesterday. What do you think? Uh, hugely disappointed. Um, you, you can't miss two penalties in a game and expect to win it. I don't think. Well, unless you keep in a clean sheet, we can't do that. Uh, no, I, I, I just watched um, some of the highlights of a, a ground hopper who, who was in the Eastleigh end, and uh, just you know, you could just see the, the first penalty. It just didn't look right. And obviously went zipping over the bar. And then the second one, it's just a shame that Ugru wasn't on the pitch because he's taken some class penalties recently. And it's just a shame that we've thrown that chance away to win, especially with Wrexham going there midweek and winning. Uh, and then obviously the results going the way they did yesterday. It's just it's just a kick in the teeth. I know that, you know, it's... it's it's a it's a really good point away from home against a team that's quite difficult to to play against down there in in Hampshire. But you know it just feels that at the end of the game that's two points dropped. Yeah, cheers, Phil. That's uh, that's that was my gut feeling yesterday after the game, listening to it with the chaps, and and it really did feel it did feel deflated afterwards that that it was a, an opportunity to, to to crawl back some points and and we threw it away and we didn't just didn't have that uh, that killer instinct yesterday whether who knows why why that is but uh, it's just one of those things sometimes football goes for you sometimes football doesn't go for you doesn't it and uh, there we are right right just uh, coming up in a future program we're going to have a team of the decade as we're obviously getting to the end of the decade so that's perhaps something our listeners could uh, suggest and uh, we'll obviously have our own contributions to to make before the end of the year. Can I make my first nomination? Go on. Far away. Fabian Brandy. Fabian Brandy. <laughs> Brandy. Brandy, even. Yes. We could have an, an alternative team like that, couldn't we, of, of players who have made literally one appearance of the decade. L- little or no impact, I think, is the phrase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could be a very big team. You need to have a large bench for that. Yeah, we could. Uh, there could be a few players on that one. Okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll do the alternative as well. So uh, the, the the players, the team of the decade, and the team not the not team of the decade. Suggestions to us at the usual sources. Uh, send them to us, and then we'll discuss that uh, in a future episode of Fleet Review Live. Almost. Okay, chaps. Um, I think we, uh, we we cut it there, but thank you for, for joining us this morning. Thank you to uh, Lord Chaz. Good uh, luck selling your, your your Chester drawers and uh, your wardrobes and all things like that. Cases. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it, you, sometimes you can't merge two houses into one, so some things have to go. Honest Chaz there. You can find him on Facebook. Uh, Ed Miller, thank you for joining us this morning. How was the park run this morning? Did we, did we break any records? Uh, we didn't break any records. I had a bit of a bad back. I'm getting old, so uh, it was a slower one. All right, OK. And uh, Phil Moss uh, for coming in a little bit late because uh, we had to get Chaz on before he sold his wardrobes. Uh, thanks, Phil, for joining us. Uh, what are you up to today? Pub again, I suppose, or something like that? No, working again. Two days on the run, it's horrific. Oh dear, you poor lad. Never mind. I know. And at the weekend as well, and the sunshine. I mean, it's just very poor timing. 
It's bad. It is. It is. Uh, I'm off to put Christmas decorations up, so uh, wish me luck, and um, uh, we'll uh, we'll speak again soon. No pod next week because I'm driving off to long way to pick a student up from somewhere. Uh, but we will be back the week. Rephrase that, though. <laughs> I pick my son exactly. up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pick my son up. There we are. He's a there student. Go. There we better. are. Yeah, it does sound better, doesn't so it? So the next one will be the one after Woking. The one after Woking. Yes, it will be. Oh, so, there'll be lots to talk about. Uh, it may well be. Yeah, so join us then. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. And um, uh, we will be back with you again here on Fleet Review uh, very soon with another edition. But here comes Pugwash. <laughs> Thank you.